Hey folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. I used to listen to all sorts of radio on my AM or FM radio. Today, I don't have time to be in the car that often. You know where I listen? I listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's awesome. And they have some really cool new features, unlike anything else in the market. One of them is called Talk Back Mike. Anytime I have something to say, I tap the mic and send my voice message and then listen to hear my voice on one of my favorite shows. Isn't that cool? You can send a message to your favorite disc jockey, your favorite podcast show host. So be sure to download the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from the iHeart radio app. Hello, America. Happy Friday. Day two of the Hunter Biden Q&A. That's right. This time I'm the interviewed. Amanda Head turns the tables on it. We're going to have more conversation today. Today, we're going to focus on everything that we broke since Just the News was founded in 2020. Yesterday, we focused on what I did at the Hill. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I think you'll understand the framework for why people like James Comer, Jim Jordan, Ted Cruz think there is adequate evidence for impeachment. Day two of Amanda and I's discussion about the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden scandal revelations over the last five years. Have a great listen. I hope you enjoyed it. It's been a fun conversation. I want to thank Amanda for making it possible here on the podcast. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. 
Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews. I'm your host, Amanda Head, reporting to you from Los Angeles, California. And for those of you who tuned in last night, you got to witness the glory that is John Solomon's initial reporting on Joe and Hunter Biden. And as John said last night, he started getting those corruption-y vibes almost a decade ago. And of course, we all know what has transpired since, especially in the last few years. And because John's repertoire on Joe and Hunter Biden reporting is so vast, we had to divide up the timeline. Uh, last night, we covered John's reporting over at the Hill, which every word of it has now been proven true corroborated and even much of it acknowledged by mainstream media when back then they called John a conspiracy theorist. Now, tonight we're going to take you through John's reporting since the inception of his company, Just the News. Now, I'm going to ask him many of those questions that you all are wanting answers to. For those of us whose name is not John Solomon, and therefore we don't have an encyclopedic memory of the Biden crime family, it can be hard to hold it all in our noggins. But once you start understanding all of the pieces, the relationships, the business deals, the bank wires, the associates, it's easier to kind of picture this web of corruption. So John has published so many articles over at justthenews.com about the Bidens, but his latest piece titled To Impeach or Not the Evidence in the Biden Inquiry That Is uh, that is uh, wrecking Washington. What is, what is the title? Gripping Washington. Um, that's going to be your roadmap to build your knowledge of all things CEFC, Burisma, Rosemont Seneca, Bohai Harvest, and beyond. A lot of these companies that you've heard mentioned throughout this investigation. So Hunter Biden, part two. I am ready to do it. John, are you ready to get into it? I'm ready. You did such a great job. I was so excited yesterday to just go through and uh, not, the stroll down memory lane actually jogged some of my memories uh, and of things that are important. And it actually led to that story, which is uh, the story of to impeach or not to impeach the evidence that's really standing there. So thanks for jogging my memory. It was a fun day. You're welcome. And, and it didn't take much because I happen to know that your memory is like a steel trap and nothing in your brain goes anywhere. Um, and it's quite remarkable to work with you and to see that happen, because it seems like anytime anything is brought up about this entire saga, you know, you know, all the names, you know, all the dates, you know, all of the the situations surrounding each of these instances. But I just want to start off with a little bit um, of a broader question before we dive into these details, because, sure. you know, I've worked with you. We've hosted this show for almost two years now. And. I, I have to admit, you know, it, it seems like on at least a monthly basis, I kind of sink into a, uh, I don't even want to say like a pseudo depression, but it, it seems like the, the fire hose that is Washington news and corruption and all of the evil doings, the backstabbing of our nation, it can get to be a lot. And so my question to you is over the course of your years upon years, your decades of reporting on Washington, do you ever get into a place where you feel a little bit depressed about everything that you're covering? Or do you just try to see the silver lining, which is that at least the truth is getting out there? 
Yeah, you know, listen, I get motivated when I see wrongdoing because I think the greatest action that we can take as journalists is to highlight wrongdoing and hope you make it understandable enough that action occurs from it, that you correct things that can be uh, corrected and be fixed and uh, stop wrongdoing and stop people from being hurt. And that's what really motivates me. And so, you know, uh, yeah, you, sometimes you see Lindsey Graham on TV a week ago and you go, he doesn't see any evidence. He, doesn't, he hasn't even been paying attention. Like, that's not very uh, uh, public service-like. You're a public servant. There's real issues about Joe Biden. Get in the game. Get your head in the game. Find out what's going around and fix it. But I do think uh, I look back at this moment now and I realize that the whole issue of what a family member could do to enrich themselves off the name of their political leader relative, uh, it's on the uh, tongues of everyone. The polling data shows that people are concerned what Joe Biden did. That didn't exist in 2019. There weren't discussions about tightening up the ethics rules. They weren't discussions of a grand jury. There weren't tax charges against Hunter Biden. There weren't IRS whistleblowers who came forward and exposed the thumb that the Justice Department put on the scale. So over four or five years of this reporting, real things have happened and things that are actually solutions and accountability. And uh, that gets me up every morning, knowing that you can create that and make maybe America a little better place. It's worth it, even despite all the silliness that you and I run into every day with the mainstream media. Silliness. Wow, that is a euphemistic term to refer to everything that you and I <laughs> I might use a different term the... off air. Yes, I agree. I know you uh, would. I happen to know you would. In fact, the first time I heard you use a, a less than polished uh, term for this type of stuff off air, I nearly, uh, I nearly choked because it was amazing to see. But I, this is the thing about John Solomon that our audience should know. You you won't hardly ever even get a glimpse or an inkling of his opinion. He's all about the facts, which is where we're going to start today. Um, so you were talking about the polling data with respect to the, the possible criminality, but the corruption of the Biden family or what certainly seems to be the corruption of the Biden family. And as I, you know, run in political circles and I speak to people on the other side of the aisle, because, yes, some of them will still speak to me. Um, but the common retort from people who are Democrat voters is, well, every politician is corrupt. Every politician does this kind of pseudo palm greasing type maneuvers. Why does it matter? Why yeah. does it matter, John? And how is Joe Biden different from others? Well, listen, I think the systematic nature of what Hunter Biden did, targeting uh, foreign oligarchs, foreign figures who had legal issues and knowing that they would be dependent on a favorable response to the United States government, go after them and shake them down for millions. It's a little bit more gaudy, a little bit more overt than some of the prior influence peddling schemes that we have seen, right? Look at who they're targeting. They're targeting a Ukraine company that has a corruption issue. They're targeting a Chinese country that had a bribery issue. A Chinese company had a bribery issue. There was another Ukrainian oligarch that Hunter Biden went after who had a federal indictment pending at the Justice Department. He's targeting a Romanian oligarch who had uh, corruption issues in his own country. There was a, a pattern that was followed here by Hunter Biden and his business partners, which is find people who are in trouble, find people who are in financial or legal uh, problems, and let's see if we can make money by selling them the Biden name. And I think that that's a little different than some of the other scandals. Sometimes it was just one company or one family member. This was systematized over a decade. And, you know, we're up to 20 to 30 million dollars of money flowing into the Biden family from it. So it's larger. It's more systemic. 
and the targeting of the people who they went after, foreigners with legal and financial issues, will become so much more clear uh, as you read through the Hunter Biden laptop or you read through the indictment and you see how it is. And so uh, and I, to those people who say, well, every politician is corrupt. The answer is I understand that mentality, but it'll never stop unless there are consequences for some of them. If there ever was a case that cried out for accountability, it was this one. And remember, it isn't just the, the enrichment scheme. It's the tax evasion. Uh, it's the lying and the misuse of the intelligence community to create a false narrative in 2020. This one is sort of the granddaddy of corruption schemes. And if you, mail, if you hold people accountable in this one, maybe, just maybe the next time, another political family will say, ah, it's not worth it. I saw what happened yeah. to Hunter Biden. And that's why it's so important to make this case a stopping point for the American public. Yeah. And well, and if the corruption is so bad that you have whistleblower after whistleblower after whistleblower, even whistleblowers on that party's side of the aisle coming forward and don't get it twisted audience, it's not just Gary, uh, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler. When you have that degree of people coming out and, and speaking uh, truth to power, as the left loves to say, uh, yeah. then you know that this is something that is a little bit different from what you're used to as far as your everyday corruption in Washington. Um, you spoke to something that you and I have had many conversations with Chairman of House Oversight Committee James Comer about, yeah. and that is the fact that these these international relationships with China, with Ukraine, with Kazakhstan, Romania, you know, these these aren't companies and relationships with Ireland or Australia or Argentina. There is a common denominator between each of these countries. What is that? Well, listen, most of them are frenemies, if not outright adversaries of the United States or have a long history of corruption, right? China, long history of corruption. Ukraine, extraordinarily long history of corruption. It's a, it's been an abject failure of U.S. policy during the Obama-Biden years to clean up the corruption in Ukraine. But Joe Biden was, in, his family was enriching himself with one of those corrupt figures. And as uh, George Kent once wrote, uh, the famous bow-tied State Department official that showed up in the Trump impeachment hearings, uh, Somebody should have told Joe Biden his son undercut all of U.S. anti-corruption efforts in Ukraine. That's what a State Department official wrote in a classified email that we made public earlier this year. So the, the nature of the countries, their adversarial to the United States, they have issues of corruption uh, in them. And uh, I think now we look back at the post-Watergate reforms and why did we have the Watergate reforms that we have? Why did we create inspectors general? And why did we create new uh, anti-bribery and other laws? Because people didn't want to look at the president of the United States or the vice president of the United States and say he took that action not because it was in the best interest of the United States, but I think he took that action because his son, his wife, or he got rich on the scheme. And we put those laws into place and Joe Biden's family obliterated the spirit of those laws. And they may have, uh, may have obliterated the letter of those laws, but people sit there today, like Ron Johnson has said on her show, like James Comer said on her show, and said, I'm not sure that Joe Biden is being so nice to China because it's the right thing to do for the United States. I wonder if it's because Hunter got all those millions. I'm not sure we're fighting the war in Ukraine because uh, it's the right thing to do, but maybe because Hunter Biden had his relationship with Burisma. That sort of uncertainty that has been created in the trust of the American people with their government is a direct result of the fact that these anti-corruption laws, Foreign Corrupt Practice Act, lob foreign lobbying, FARA, uh, and tax laws weren't closely adhered to by the family. 
And now we have doubts about what our government's doing. We don't want to ever doubt our leaders on those issues, but that's what the Biden family has allowed us to do. Half or more of the country doubts that Joe Biden is acting in the interest of America when he looks at China or Ukraine or Russia or some of these other countries. That's a problem, a problem of trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you have corrupt nations leaders cheering for the, uh, the election of one person over another, then... Uh, you might want to look at their background. Um, so you brought into uh, the conversation law, and I, I think it's important to note 18 U.S.C. 201 yeah. because Section C and D discusses the fact that it doesn't have to be a, a direct payment, a direct enrichment, a uh, direct bribery. Um, it can be someone who is peripheral to that person, a family member, a business associate or something like that. Um, and I know that in your article, and again, I want to send everybody over to justthenews.com because you, you, you basically laid out a study guide for everybody, John, and it's incredible. And I would say if you want that, you should read that. But also the precursor to that is John's book with Seamus Brenner Fallout. And you should absolutely go and buy that for someone oh, for Christmas and you. also for yourself. But anyway, in your article, you outlined uh, a similar case of, of enrichment. Yeah. In 2009, the House impeached District Judge G. Thomas Porteous of New Orleans on charges related to a gift. Uh, I believe it was a, a wedding gift to one of his children while he was presiding over the case of that person. And look, the, the situation with the Bidens, it's not a wedding. It's not a wedding gift. It's not a judge overseeing a case. But it does kind of parallel a lot of the relationships and circumstances we've seen with Hunter Biden and his father. Well, it's a president overseeing the very foreign policy that his son was engaged in in Ukraine, in China as well. Right. And the enrichment scheme is much larger than what Judge Porteous was ultimately thrown out. And here's an irony of it. It was Adam Schiff, the Democrat from California, who's the ardent defender of Joe Biden, who actually brought that impeachment and made the argument that if you know your family's getting enriched by people uh, that you're have a government responsibility for it, that is an abuse of power. And I think that that's why this case is so. There are two impeachment cases that I think really are related to the Joe Biden question. Bill Clinton, why? Bill Clinton lied about conduct before he was in office. That's what got him impeached in the Paula Jones, uh, Monica Lewinsky case. Uh, Joe Biden's accused of lying about his family's business dealings before he was president. And then two, Joe Biden is part in allowing his name to be used to enrich his family. Uh, and it's to the tune of millions of dollars. Uh, that's exactly what Judge Porsche's case was about. In fact, it wasn't even in the millions. It was much smaller gifts and bribes uh, in that case. So there are two recent impeachments that address the very issues that are at the heart of the Joe Biden case. And that's why it's so frustrating when you see a Chuck Grassley or a, a, a Lindsey or some of the Lindsey Graham or some of the Democrats saying, I, I don't know what we're talking about. I'm not sure that Joe Biden's involved in it. There's history and impeachment to the very issues that we're now facing with Joe Biden. Well, and, and not even just those two examples. Look at what we are seeing right now with Supreme Court justices. It, it, it all That's depends right. on which side of the aisle you are perceived to be on. That's right. Because you've got these, these questions. I mean, for the first time in history, we covered this two or three months ago, an ethics guideline for Supreme Court members, which was never needed before. And quite frankly, I still don't think that it's needed. But if you are a Republican and this is happening, you know, or, or something like this is happening and you're a Democrat, it's obviously two very different forms of treatment by not only politicians, but also the mainstream media. And All right, when we come back, we're, yeah. that's right, that's right, and the FBI, and yeah, the list goes on and on. We're going to get back to this after these commercial messages. Stick around because we're going to walk through John's timeline of reporting from Just the News. We'll be right back.
Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Welcome back, everybody. I love when I get to have an amazing guest like my normally co-host, John Solomon, because I want to pick through his reporting. And John, I want to start uh, with the basics. So, if we if we story mapped this entire saga like like a mob pyramid like a, like what you would see at at the DOJ or the FBI if we were mapping a RICO uh, conglomerate right is is Joe Biden at the top and if so uh, or or maybe even just Hunter Biden maybe it's just Hunter and then Joe is next to him who are the people who are on that next tier because that's who I want to ask about next. Well, listen, I think it's the people that were facilitating the business deals, right? So you've got Devin Archer, you've got Rob Walker, you've got James Biden, the president's brother, Hunter Biden, obviously, at the center of all this. Uh, they all become very key fact witnesses for an impeachment case because you need to know, uh, did was Joe Biden in meetings? And we know from uh, Devin Archer, the business partner, he was. Uh, we now know from Rob Walker, a story that we broke just a couple of weeks ago right on this show, that... Uh, uh, Joe Biden had not one but two meetings with China CEFC, uh, that uh, uh, crooked uh, energy company in China, the now defunct, that um, uh, resulted in $9 million of payments to Biden family entities in 2017 alone. One of those meetings, according to Rob Walker, occurred when Joe Biden was still vice president, which means Joe Biden's in charge of China policy. He meets with a China company. His son starts working for it. And then when they leave office, all of a sudden, the Biden family sees a million 
millions of dollars of windfall. So that those layer of partners, and there's many others, right? There's Patrick Coe that was working for CFC, Chairman Yi Jianming, he was the head of CFC. They're all very important fact witnesses to understanding what did uh, Joe Biden know? When did he know it? Who did he meet with? And then in the case of Eric Schwerin, a business partner that kind of handles the finances of both Joe Biden and Hunter Biden over a decade, how much did Joe Biden get in benefit from this? We know his family got a benefit from it, by the way, for impeachment purposes, that's all that needs to be established. Joe Biden helped his family get a financial benefit. That alone can be abuse of power and corruption. But did Joe Biden get more than the $240,000 in loan payments that uh, James Biden took from law, uh, business client proceeds and gave to Joe Biden? Uh, did he get more than those few thousand dollars in truck payments from Hunter Biden? Did he get more than the Delaware tax refund that uh, Eric Schwartz uh, said he gave from Delaware uh, Joe Biden personally to Hunter Biden because he owed Hunter Biden money. What else do we not know about? I think Eric Schwerin is the guy with the ledger that might be able to answer some of those questions for us. OK, um, even with all that we now know about the Bidens, I'm going to try to play devil's advocate sure. here. Um, I, I think back to what was taking place in 2015 and 2016. Joe Biden is obviously finishing up his tenure as vice president. And at that point, we were moving into the space where former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton right. becomes the presumptive nominee. And they skipped over Joe Biden. So Joe Biden at that point is possibly thinking to himself, you know, my my time in service to my nation is coming to a close and I need to figure out how I can utilize this in the private sector. Um, so he begins, you know, tooling these companies. We know from from Chairman uh, Comer that there were about 20 shell companies created between 2015 and 2019. So while Joe Biden was vice president, but also when he wasn't. Um, and I think to myself, maybe Maybe Joe Biden didn't know he was going to run in 2020. Maybe he thought that this was a situation where he could use his platform, not necessarily to to control any type of policy, even though he was the point man on Ukraine, but not to control any policy at the time other than getting Victor Shokin fired. And he was just trying to find a lucrative way to move into the private sector so that he would still have some income as he left office. Sure. Oh, listen, I think that's definitely a part of the story. Uh, one of the things that Hunter Biden starts in 2015 and 2016 is wooing the University of Penn, uh, Pennsylvania, where the Penn Biden Center is ultimately set up, where we know a lot of China money comes into UPenn around the time that the Penn Biden Center is being set up, right? Uh, Hunter Biden's at the intersection of that. There are emails saying, hey, we need to understand the earning potential of Joe Biden. So uh, while Joe Biden is still vice president, there are lots of actions trying to set up a post-vice presidential windfall for him. There's a book deal, there's a UPenn uh, deal, there are speaking engagements, and then there's the CEFC uh, deal, which as we know, there's talk of the big guy in 10% being held by Hunter Biden for his father, right? Uh, all those conversations start in 15 and 16 while Joe is vice president. That creates the potential of very serious questions of abuse of power. Even if you're planning for your post-retirement, if people are beginning to approach you and engage you because they know you still have power to affect their decisions, that becomes an issue. What are some of those meetings? What are they like? Well, I mentioned the CFC meeting that Rob Walker talks about. Remember, there's a Kazakh banker associated with these Kazakhs who wanted, uh, who helped uh, Hunter Biden get that fancy car while Joe Biden was vice president. One of them, uh, an American uh, official working for a Kazakh bank, he meets with Joe Biden at the um, Naval Observatory, the official vice presidential mansion 
What is he there for? Is he there to talk about the pleasantries of Bo Biden dying? No. Is he there to talk about what Joe Biden might do in retirement? No. He wants to know if Joe Biden can help him get his preferred candidate to be the U.N. Secretary of General. That's what the source of the meeting is, according to the documents surrounding the meeting. Uh, why is Burisma meeting in 2015 with Joe Biden when he's still vice president? Because they're trying to make these cases go away in Ukraine. So even if these the object of the financial operation was to give Joe Biden a comfortable life in retirement. Maybe he was never going to run again. The people that are engaging him while he's vice president have interests before the vice president's office in his policy portfolio. That automatically kicks in all of the corruption concerns that Watergate gave us and, and so many of the great uh, scandals that have followed it, ill wind and other uh, uh, corruption scandals. If the people encountering the vice president and who are enriching his family have interest in what the vice president's policy was at the time, that automatically kicks in all the warning signs that you've heard Ron Johnson and Jim Jordan and James Comer and Andy Biggs and others talk about. So uh, no matter what the goal was, if it was just to give him a good retirement, once they start triggering the policy portfolios and actions of Joe Biden, that's when it becomes a real problem. Yeah. And, and what has also been incredible to see, John, is your uncovering and reporting on not just the action, but the reaction, a.k.a. the cover up. And we have seen practically yeah. every step of the way there has been some type of cover up attempt. And that includes rhetoric. And that brings into the conversation what Joe Biden has said, because as you also highlighted in that article over on justthenews.com, you talked about some of the salacious, salacious activities of William Jefferson Clinton that happened not when he was in office, but then he lied under oath. And that's where I think that that we are starting to see some mistruths coming from Hunter Biden of course, or Joe Biden. Of course, it began at the debate back in October of 2020. Yeah. But I just want to show you guys a little roundup of the uh, the evolution of the rhetoric coming from Joe Biden. Check it out. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had a, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He is the vice president of the United States and his son, his brother and his other brother are getting rich. They're like a vacuum cleaner. They're sucking okay, up money. President every Trump, place thank you. We do Not need to true. move on. Hunter Biden's business associate sent over a million dollars to three of their family members. Any reaction to that report? That's not true. How involved were you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Mr. Were you involved? No, there's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them talking business. Is that what I've never talked business? Anymore. And I, I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you it's why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. Um, John, how much of what President Biden, now granted this is not under oath, these are typically just media situations, but how, how many of those statements that Joe Biden made do you think were true? Well, none of them are true now, right? We know them not to be true. Yes, they did get money from China, $9 million, according to the federal indictment of, of Hunter Biden. That's Joe Biden's Justice Department saying that, right? He's not going to call his Justice Department a liar. Oh, maybe he will. I don't know. I shouldn't assume that. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh, the, he did meet with business partners at Cafe Milano for two consecutive years at the Naval Observatory, as I laid out. Uh, he did uh, have get on phone calls, according to Devin Archer, under testimony of penalty per 
perjury to Congress, false statements to Congress. So uh, the only person that is incongruent with the current evidence that is now sitting before the American public is Joe Biden. I think the American people have figured it out. Why? You look at the latest polls, even this is the fact that the mainstream media aren't covering it, like 60 percent of Americans say, yeah, I think Joe Biden was involved in his son's business. That means we don't believe the president because he keeps insisting he isn't. That is an extraordinary dynamic for the American people to face going into the 2024 election. Why? Joe Biden portrayed himself as, I'm the trustworthy guy. I'm the guy without the conflicts of interest. I'm the guy that's going to make the world peaceful. The world's more flame. The economy's worse. And Americans no longer trust Joe Biden's word on uh, something as simple as his family's business dealings. I think that's going to be a big issue going into the 2024 election, Amanda. Yeah. Trustworthy Joe Scranton, Joe, the guy who's been in office for decades upon decades with terrible class foreign Joe. policy. Yeah. That's our, right. Middle yeah. class Joe and his entire family has been enri- enriched to an exorbitant degree. And I think that that's because of his his uh, public service. But we're going to have much more to talk about coming up after this. We're going to pick through more of John's reporting in some of these key players and where should these these uh, House committees go next with respect to the impeachment inquiry. Again, it's just an inquiry. Why are liberals freaking out? We'll be right back. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. 
Welcome back to this very special edition of Just the News, No Noise. This is our Hunter Biden part two episode where I get to interview my co-host who literally has an encyclopedic memory when it comes to this entire Biden saga. So, John, I want to bounce back to something we were saying in the last block regarding the the comments of Joe Biden, because obviously when you are in a media scenario, there is not any type of U.S. law that requires, you know, truth and marketing. So you don't have to actually speak the truth when you are talking to the media. But there is a, a political repercussion for when you lie. But I want to ask you about the legal repercussions for Joe Biden lying if he lied. How hard would it be for either Jim Jordan, I guess it would technically have to be Speaker Mike Johnson who actually pulled the lever to make it happen. But how hard would it be to get Joe Biden up to Capitol Hill to testify under oath and answer these questions in a situation where he has to be truthful? Well, you've heard James Comer say it on our show. The last guy he wants to interview is uh, Joe Biden. We'll see if that happens, right? Uh, in the past, presidents have traditionally been able to avoid such interviews often. Uh, the one exception, of course, is sometimes a special prosecutor can uh, get the power from a court, as it did with uh, Bill Clinton. That's where he made his lie in the in the. Um, uh, in the Paula Jones case, or had to come clean about his lie with uh, uh, Ken Starr, the whitewater prosecutor. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever get to Joe Biden before the 2024 election, but I think if they can get to the rest of the key witnesses, the Eric Schwerwins and the Rob Walkers and the James Bidens, and maybe compel Hunter Biden to testify about things that aren't specifically incriminating to his criminal cases, uh, that uh, they might be able to lay before the American people a story that Joe Biden won't be able to rebut or will be forced to rebut in public, if nothing else. And I think that is a big part of the endgame, to get a complete story in contrast to what the uh, president has looked at. And I want to point out one very important moment uh, that occurs. Uh, you showed it in that um, clip. Joe Biden is at a debate, a sanctioned debate, a debate that is sort of considered to be the final job interviews Americans give their presidential candidates before they choose. Joe Biden lied at that debate. He said, my family didn't get money from China. He also, in that same debate, said uh, something that turned out to be true, untrue, and it was orchestrated to be untrue. What do I mean? He said uh, the uh, Hunter Biden laptop is disinformation. That's what intelligence experts are saying. To get that line at the debate, uh, Joe Biden's campaign worked with Mike Morrell, and they created this letter that was patently false. There was no one who could have signed that letter that would have been able to say, if they used their intelligence clearances, that the Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation. Why? The DNI said it wasn't disinformation. The FBI had corroborated it. That means Joe Biden and his campaign and actors on the outside in the intelligence community created a false spectacle that he then would use at, the, at a sanctioned debate a presidential sanctioned debate, part of our election system for the last 50 years since the Kennedy-Nixon debates, actually 70 years, um, and he used it to create a false narrative that defrauded the American people of the truth, kept them from being told the truth. These are very important actions. These are not innocent actions of a lying politician. These are thought out, detailed, 
efforts to create falsities to the Amer and convince the American people that they were true, and in so doing, hijacking the election. The American people were not allowed to make an honest assessment about Joe Biden before the 2020 election because of the letter by the 51 that his campaign got involved in, because of the statements he falsely made at the debate. I think next year you're going to see Comer and the impeachment managers focus on that. They hijacked the election with false information. They committed fraud on the American people. Yeah. Calculation and uh, prestidigitation, I guess, if you want to look at it with rosy colored glasses. Um, I wanted to ask you, speaking of folks who were supposed to come up to Capitol Hill to testify December 13th, I think that was last Wednesday, yeah. is the date that Hunter Biden was supposed to come up and testify. And he ended up giving a press conference instead. In fact, a Democrat member of Congress, Eric Swalwell, actually helped to facilitate that. So accessory to obstruction, I don't know. But I do know that Hunter Biden is supposed to now be subject of contempt of Congress charges. John, do you know the status of that? Uh, they're working on a contempt motion that will come back uh, in January when they come back. I think on the 9th of January is when the House comes back. Yes, they should be able to introduce that contempt motion be, uh, on the first week uh, that Congress is back. In the meantime, there'll be continued negotiations uh, with uh, Abby Lowell and others. But uh, I do think you're going to see a contempt vote. And that will be a very uncomfortable moment for Joe Biden in the Biden White House. Why? Because back in 20. 21, when the um, uh, January 6th committee was going on, Joe Biden made clear comments that to defy a congressional subpoena, there should be criminal prosecution. And of course, his, the Justice Department did just that. They prosecuted uh, Steve Bannon and um, uh, one other person for contempt. Now his son is in the exact same position where he was grandstanding on this issue. Uh, that's going to be a difficult moment for the Biden White House, I think. I, I think you're right. And I, I remember a press conference when Joe Biden was even invoking the U.S. Constitution as a reason why Steve Bannon should not flout that subpoena. And lo and behold, now it's his own son. Yep. And now his press secretary has this to say. Thanks, Green. Uh, he said that President Biden was familiar with what his son was going to say on Capitol Hill. If I called my dad and said, I am about to violate a congressional subpoena, he'd probably say, son, you shouldn't do that. Was there any attempt by President Biden to talk Hunter out of it today? You're going to call your dad Steve? Call him dad, usually. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, I don't have anything else to add. The president was familiar with what um, Hunter was going to say today. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, he, the He's proud of his son. He and the first lady are proud of his son. There is uniquely unqualified for her position. I think I could do a better job uh, at what she tries to do. And I don't even have her cute little binder. But when she said that, there were a lot of people who thought, um, I don't know if she's supposed to say that as the official mouthpiece of this administration, because the notion that Joe Biden, the president of the United States, was orchestrating or coordinating with his son, who just flouted a congressional appena, might have some some legal stickiness to it, John. Yeah, that's exactly what Jonathan Turley was talking about over the weekend in a column in the Messenger news site. Uh, if the president was aware that his son was going to defy a presidential subpoena and signed off on it or accepted it, he could it could be confused as an, a continuing act of obstruction. You already have other questions of obstruction facing the Biden administration and Joe Biden. The IRS whistleblower has laid out in great detail how the Justice Department tried to thwart things like don't ask questions about Joe 
Biden. You can't interview his grandchildren. You can't execute a search warrant at Joe Biden's house, which James Comer now calls a crime scene. Uh, so you have that obstruction at the Justice Department. Then you have several agencies of the Biden administration not responding and giving all the documents asked for by Congress in these various investigations. That can be viewed as an obstruction. If Joe Biden and Hunter Biden had a conversation about, hey, don't go up and cooperate. Instead, go give a speech on the other side and defy the subpoena. That could be a continuing act of cover up or obstruction. That's what Jonathan Turley argued over the weekend. And I think a lot of legal experts said, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if she should be fired, John. It's kind of a bad thing to say from the podium. I was really shocked that she answered the question, to be honest with you. It was really shocking. The other thing that when you look at Corrine Jean-Pierre, the disregard and contempt she has for questions that a large amount of Americans have. Listen, whether you like yes. Republicans or not, they're half of the country. Uh, she, you see in her face and the way she looks down, she has utter contempt for questions that actually matter to many Americans. I think that's not a good look for the People's Press Secretary. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And considering what we saw during the Biden administration and their treatment of journalists who they disagreed with, um, it kind of gives you those same those same icky feelings again. All right, everybody, we've got a few more blocks to pick this apart, so we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome back, everybody. Who, what, when, where? Those are the questions that I am asking my co-host, John Solomon, about all things Hunter Biden related. This is part two of our two-part special. We started this last night covering John's reporting over at the Hill, and tonight we are focusing on his reporting at justthenews.com. So, John, I want to start with a couple of folks who have been contacted by uh, House chair, uh, committee chairs and their sure. investigators, folks over at Blue Star Strategies, Karen Tremontino and um, Sally, Sally Painter. Painter. Yeah. Yes. These are folks who who their names really haven't been out there a whole lot. But Blue Star Strategies, I think, has 
some information that would be very, very helpful, especially to Chairman James Comer. Can you talk to us about their importance? Yes, absolutely. Around the time that Joe Biden was about to force the firing of the Ukraine prosecutor, Victor Shokin, Blue Star Strategies, as I mentioned yesterday, was hired to be a crisis firm to deal with uh, the public relations and try to make the story of that Burisma was a corrupt company to go away, both in the Ukrainian public in the Ukrainian prosecutor's office and in the State Department and in documents that I won under FOIAs in 2020 and 2021, you saw uh, Blue Star pressing the State Department. Hey, we want to get this story about uh, Burisma being corrupt out of the State Department lexicon. They tried to meet with the ambassador. Um, uh, Marie Ivanovich, one of the key witnesses against President Trump. We didn't know about it during impeachment. We learned about it after the fact. But uh, they have a meeting with the ambassador trying to say, hey, State Department, stop calling Burisma corrupt. Do something nice for them. Uh, they were meeting with the prosecutor in Ukraine. And this is a very important moment. Right after Joe Biden succeeded in getting Victor Shokin fired, the deputy who was the acting prosecutor, he met with Blue Star. And Blue Star, according to a Ukrainian government document that I obtained under Ukrainian open records law, who knew that Ukraine had a FOIA, a FOIA law just like America, the, the memo says that Blue Star apologized, said they had run a dirty tricks campaign on Victor Shokin and made him look corrupt when he wasn't just to get him out of office. And they didn't want to do that to the next guy. Let's sit down and have a conversation. And then Blue Star, working with an American lawyer named John Burita, spent months negotiating with Ukraine prosecutors, the successor to Victor Shokin, the guy that we talked about uh, yesterday, uh, uh, Prosecutor General Lusenko and got the case uh, dismissed, got it settled before Joe Biden could lead office. So Blue Star knows a lot of things. Blue Star had an interaction with the Biden White House just before Joe Biden left for Ukraine and made the threat that he wasn't going to pay the billion dollars if Victor Shokin wasn't fired. So they want to know what was talked about in that meeting. Why were you allowed to attend that meeting? Uh, why were you hired? Was Joe and uh, Hunter Biden uh, interested in getting rid of Victor Shokin? Because that's what Burisma wanted. Why why did you tell the Ukrainian prosecutors you ran a dirty tricks campaign on Victor Shokin? Why does that document say that? Was there an active investigation? Remember, Democrats have been saying with their allies in the mainstream media, there was no active investigation of Ukraine. Blue Star's own documents, which were made public recently by uh, the IRS whistleblowers showed that Blue Star understood in November 2015 that there was an active investigation going on of Burisma. So Blue Star, the firm that kind of carries out Hunter Biden's wishes in getting this Burisma matter wrapped up, uh, and, and they're getting hired right as Joe Biden is firing Shokin, a very important fact witness to this entire investigation. Uh, we've seen a little bit of their sworn testimony because Ron Johnson put him under uh, oath back in 2020, but a lot more new information has come out since that time. Uh, and I think that Blue Star is going to be put back on the box as part of these um, interviews in the next few months. I, I think so, too. And with respect to Blue Star strategies and practically every piece of this puzzle, at the end of the day, the major question is, you know, of all of the alleged criminal uh, activities of Hunter Biden, the ultimate question is how does or does it at all connect to his father, which is why I want to ask you about the revelation that we broke on the show a few weeks ago with Senator Ron Johnson about yeah. these, I think it was six suspicious activity reports possibly relating to human trafficking and money laundering. Um, but the the issue of these six uh, 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 of these banking transactions was the fact that it was Joe Biden's Delaware address 
that was used for the money transfers, for those wire transfers. And that led you to, I think you were the one who asked Senator Ron Johnson, should this now be considered a crime scene? And I'll ask you that again. Well, that's what James Comer said. He considers the Biden family, Wilmington, Delaware home uh, to be a crime scene. Why is that? Because uh, there are three things that went on there. Why Joe Biden allowed his son to live at that home from time to time and use that guest house that the IRS was kept from searching, even though there was a legitimate reason to search it. Uh, Hunter Biden was engaged in tax evasion, according to the Justice Department. Hunter Biden might have been engaged in money laundering, according to the bank SARS reports sent to the Treasury Department. Hunter Biden may have been involved in human trafficking, according to the SARS reports, the suspicious activity reports that banks filed to the Justice Department. Those are three serious allegations that occurred uh, with the facilitation of Joe Biden and his home, tax evasion, human trafficking, and uh, uh, alleged money laundering. Uh, that's why the term crime scene is being applied to the home. It's a very important concept. We'll see how often Republicans say it and use it in the new year. I think one of the things that you pointed out so well yesterday, Amanda, is that the um, Republicans in the House, they have lots of great evidence. They've done up a lot of things. They're having a hard time telling a complicated story simply the way that you need to sell it to a Senate, the way you need to sell it to the American public, to voters, to defense lawyers and to prosecutors. And I think um, that is something that James Comer is probably going to spend Christmas working on. How do I simplify uh, the story? The evidence is very compelling. I got to tell a simple story. And I think the simple elements are Joe Biden lied to get the presidency. Joe Biden facilitated his family's influence peddling scheme by meeting with uh, officials and sometimes taking actions that were beneficial to the people he met with. Uh, and then Joe Biden engaged in a cover-up that included lying to the American people, lying at a presidential debate, uh, causing a false letter to be injected into the presidential campaign, and lying since he became president uh, on camera and in other places, lying at a presidential debate. I think that's an easy way for the American people to understand it. He lied, he profited, and he covered up. And I think that those are, uh, and he facilitated uh, an influence peddling scheme of probably of the largest proportion I've seen in my uh, 35 years in Washington. Uh, Hunter Biden can't make this money if Joe isn't meeting and creating the, um, uh, the uh, affirming the brand that was uh, what Devin Archer talked about. So uh, I think one of the things that will happen during the holidays, House Republicans will sharpen that story and make it simpler to understand. Yeah, and I, I think that's important. And I think it's also important to articulate to what extent Joe Biden profited. I think that that's a number that's going to be important on the campaign trail because the American people, they're watching the debt clock ticker go up and up and up. They're watching their bank account, their assets, their retirement accounts go down, down, down. And when you see huge numbers in the multi, multi millions, and that's how much your president profited off of public service, I think that makes a dent in, the, in your opinion of that person. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back, everybody. We closed last segment talking about the important aspects of this entire Biden alleged crime family and how you can simplify it to make it easier to digest and easier, frankly, to regurgitate to people who maybe just don't believe you. Uh, And I think that one of the ways that House investigators, the chairman of these three major committees that are are investigating Hunter Biden, uh, Jason Smith, James Comer and Jim Jordan, along with my co-host John Solomon and other people who have investigating investigated Hunter Biden. uh, One of the most important aspects to substantiate all of the alleged wrongdoing is how you are able to corroborate what has been done. And obviously a lot of people, though, those 51 intelligence officials said that the laptop was fake and uh, that that's one of the things that I know a lot of these investigators have used to corroborate because it's Hunter Biden's own laptop, not to mention his book that he supposedly wrote that also corroborates a lot of the tax crimes, John. But I wanted to ask you, I want to make this segment all about the laptop. When did you receive the laptop uh, first? So I received some contents from the laptop in October of 2020 and didn't use them until we could validate that they were accurate. How did we validate the contents? Well, there were people on the emails that we got. We uh, reached out and corroborated that those emails were authentic. And then based on that information, we did report it out and we did some early reporting. We were then called conspiracy theorists or Russian disinformation artists, just like Miranda Devine was. Uh, a few months later, we uh, I fought to try to get a version of the laptop that had a direct chain of custody, meaning it was in the exact state that the FBI got it, not uh, in the hands of Rudy Giuliani or his lawyers or Steve Bannon or other people who got copies of the laptop. I wanted to get it in its purest form, meaning in the exact state it was that uh, the FBI got it in December of 2019. And when I got that, we began to do a very significant analysis, really due diligence and something that I think gave credibility to our reporting. What did we do? First, we took the signature that the FBI got for the laptop the day that Hunter Biden allegedly dropped it off to John Paul McIsaac. We gave it to the top uh, FBI signature uh, handwriting analyst in the country. The guy who's testified in hundreds of cases, broke some of the great Russian spy cases in the 90s. He looked at it, compared it to hundreds of public documents, including Hunter Biden's laptop, and said, that's absolutely Hunter Biden's laptop. The man who signed the receipt when he gave the laptop over to John Paul McIsaac was Hunter Biden. We then gathered about uh, 10 dozen, about 120 documents from various different components of the laptop. And we went to different people who were involved in them and said, can you authenticate them? We got that authentication. Then we brought in a data expert and we went through the metadata, said, has any of the metadata, the underlying records that show when a record was formed, who created it, how it was created, was any of this 
um, uh, corrupt it or manipulate it. We got no from the experts. Then we did one last thing. We started to work with law enforcement and find out what law enforcement knew, and we we confirmed. And I started saying this long before it came out in the IRS whistleblowers. The FBI corroborated the laptop by early spring of uh, 2020, meaning way before the letter came out in the election, calling it Russian disinformation. With all of that information in our hands, we then began using the laptop to report all the exclusive stories that we did. But we did that level of due diligence. Yeah, I had a feeling that when John Solomon received the laptop, he looked at it with a skeptic's eye. And boy, was I right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about, every, every, I mean, we're, we're talking terabytes of data on this laptop. Um, is, is the laptop, is it providing a, um, a roadmap type structure for house investigators? Obviously, it did for you. Uh, using it as as corroboration, but is it kind is it the the skeletal structure for what they are revealing in Congress? It is. It's one of the very important data points, and it's something you can refer back to often. Oh, we learned something new. Is there anything on the laptop about it? You hear that a lot with congressional investigators. Uh, I want to put a new body of documents on the record, draw a big circle around this, because I think at the beginning of 2024, these documents are going to be important. There are gaps on Hunter Biden's laptop, either because he deleted things or things weren't sent to him on the laptop. He opened them up somewhere else. Um, those gaps could be filled in by a body of documents that Devin Archer had. They were seized by the FBI in the spring of 2016 when Devin Archer was charged with securities fraud. The United States Justice Department has possessed these documents for years. The House impeachment inquiry got access to them right around Thanksgiving. I think uh, records in that pile of documents, they had been sitting at a place called Alex Partners. We talked about it with James Comer. Comer said on show, I'm going to go get them. He's got them now. And I think they're going to fill in some of the gaps and they're going to be another body of evidence. The laptop, uh, subpoenaed documents, bankruptcy, records and now Devin Archer's official records that will come in. And I think one thing that will happen with Devin Archer's records is the investigators can go back to Devin Archer and say, you may not remember this, but does this refresh your recollection? Hand them a document. Oh, yeah, I know now. That reminded me. I forgot to tell you about this. I think Devin Archer will be called back as a witness between now uh, and um, uh, the beginning of an impeachment proceeding in the House, if there is one. Is that an opportunity, do you think, for Chairman Comer or whoever facilitates that appearance? Is that, is that, do you think, an opportunity for them to do that publicly so that the American people can see it with their own eyes? Yeah, listen, look at the uh, value of the videotapes from January 6th getting public, how much we've learned from them, right? I think James Comer could do a similar thing, put up all the records, create a wiki and allow people, the American public, to crowdsource and find things that maybe all of our trained eyes have missed thus far. I think that would create the ultimate transparency to the Hunter Biden story. I don't know if James Comer will do that, but I, as you know, you and I are big advocates of transparency. Give more to the American public, trust them to make up good minds. I think that's a possible a solution that could occur in 2024. Yeah, I mean, and publicize it like the Twitter files and the YouTube files. I think that our First Amendment is in better shape this time around for this That's election right. cycle than it was the last time around. So there's a better chance of getting this information out there. And and John, I, I mean this when I say it, and I know you're oh. going to turn so red that you'll be practically purple. You're a national <laughs> treasure. And I know that everyone watches our show because they love seeing the reporting that comes from you. It is so important. It is um, it, it, it's vital to the preservation of truth in our nation. And thank you so much. And thank you Thanks, for letting Amanda. me be your co-host. This was a lot of fun today. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. And seriously, head over to justthenews.com to check out that article and buy John's book, Fallout and see more. 
You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call one 800 245 That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash victor. taxnetworkusa.com slash victor.